Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Anthony Skinner. Ian Cron. Good to see you today, my friend. Tis the season, isn't it? Yeah, have you got your uh, happy pants on? <laughs> All right, you need to explain that because okay, so you and I know how to wear some comfort clothes, mm. and uh, we're always sort of like, "What is that you got on right there?" So the other day we were making our way down to Lady Bird, which is a little taco joint, some friends of ours from Texas, and you were rocking these sort of down pants. It looked like you should be sitting by a campfire. And uh, I don't think we're going to get free advertisement because uh, <laughs> they're a particular Well, let's, brand. you know, hopefully Mountain Hardware, who makes these pants. Come on. Will hear us talking about it and send us Come two on. pairs yes. of these pants. Now, people, close your eyes and imagine this. I'm wearing a black down jacket, only it's a pair of pants. <laughs> who doesn't want something like that? It is a pair of down pants and it they're not too hot they're just right i put them on in the morning and i don't want to leave the house i just want to sit in the house and work and read all day that's it that's it uh, say the, the brand name again ian mountain hardware they are these down pants i never want to take them off because you know especially since the pandemic i've become an expert on what we call softies softies <laughs> are the comfy clothes that we want to wear all day, every day. But like this afternoon, I had an appointment. I had to put on, you know, big boy clothes. Yeah. And we call those hard pants. <laughs> 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 oh, I got to put on some hard clothes. We're talking about mountain hardware pants. Mountain and, uh, hardware down pants. Yeah. We're pushing the brand. Yes. Hoping they send us Hashtag something. mountain hardware. Okay. <laughs> so anyhow, let's get down to business here. Let's do. We got something fun today for the folks. Yep. You and I both are big believers in reflection, and it's we're coming up on the end of this year, 2022. And uh, we think it's really important for the folks to reflect on this previous year. And uh, you've got some questions here. Uh -huh. that we're going to share with our folks. Now, let me just say this. We have what's called the Typology Institute membership. And every month we have a special podcast and we have a town hall where we meet with our folks. And they're getting a lot of questions via a PDF. And then this month, we're going to actually be breaking down people's responses and sharing them in our town hall. Right. On a, so that's a Zoom call where we meet yeah. Face to face with people for 60 to 90 minutes. And yeah. we're just in rich conversation about the Enneagram, about, you know, yeah. life stuff. And it's pretty deep. It's pretty great. 
Yeah, we've already pushed Mountain Hardware. Now I'm saying join the Typology Institute membership and uh, jump on these calls with us. It's well worth it. So, But mm. we've actually, for the folks here, we've pulled some of those questions and we're going to talk through them a little bit. So, yeah. Ian. So they can actually just go to my website and go find out about the Typology Institute membership. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Great. That's All good. Right. Okay. So I have come up with and yeah. or, and also aggregated some questions for myself and for others. And I want to share five with our general typology audience. Uh-huh. Okay. And these are questions that people can, you know, write down and wrestle with between now and let's say the 15th of January, reflecting on the year to take from it everything we can in terms of learning about ourselves. Because, you know, as you mentioned, we are all about self-knowledge, and mm-hmm. which is the fruit of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Enneagram is about, right? It's all about self-reflection, self-knowledge, learning about ourselves. And we're going to do that through these questions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And as we move into the new year, thinking about 2022, because there's no sense in jumping into a new year without having taken a minute to look back at what you learned in the old one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Regardless of your type or where you're coming from or whatever yeah. it may be. So you hit us up with a, with you pick out of the hat, you, you pull a question that we're going to share with these folks today and give us a response. Okay. Well, here we go. Yes. I am giving the drum roll and I am reaching into my question hat. Here's the question. Uh huh. What did you do or achieve this year that made your future self proud? Oh, so, I love that. You know, we always are writing about, thinking about, okay, there's my past self and I'm writing mm-hmm. letters to my former inner child. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we tend to be very past-oriented people, right. especially when we're in therapy and doing work like that. And I love the idea that periodically we talk and allow our future self to talk back to us. Uh-huh. So to be in conversation with our future self. Like, mm-hmm. I oftentimes think about, you know, me at 80, and what do I think my 80-year-old would tell me now? Like, and mm-hmm. what do I want to tell my 80-year-old self? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what did you do or achieve this year that made your future self proud? Well, right off the bat, Annie and I spent a month in Mexico in September. We are actually going back to Mexico for a month in January. Mm. This is something we've always promised ourselves that we were going to do. And it's not just... Mm. It's not just to like, you know, have a something cool to do. It's more than that. We're going to Mexico. I'm, I actually do a ton of writing. As you know, I'm working on a new book and I, I spent mm-hmm. all of September writing the first chapter, beginning of the proposal. This month in January, I'm going to finish the second chapter and then submit it to some publishing companies to get a publishing deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm so stoked because honestly, this isn't me, you know, overstating something. I think this is going to be my most important and meaningful book. Uh, the one that I think could help more people than any other book that I've written. Mm. That's always my hope. But I have a suspicion that may end up being the case. So my future self, I think, is going to be very proud of me for having decided to begin spending parts of the year three, four, five, even six months of the year living in other places mm-hmm. and committing myself to personal spiritual development and as part of that work that I hope will help others experience rich spiritual self 
development. Because mm. let me just I'll finish with this. Just having a sort of a conversation with somebody. And I was thinking about, okay, so you know, let's say I live another twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I want those next twenty five years to be like? I'm sixty two. What do I want the next twenty five? What do I want to dedicate those to? And one of the things I wrote down is I, I want to dedicate the next twenty five years to the beautification of my soul. Mm. And going to Mexico, writing this book, mm. all these disciplines, all these different things I'm doing are all kind of coalescing toward mm. that end. And I think that's going to make my future self proud. I love that. Mm. What question do you have? Well, let's see. Let me pick one from the hat here. I have, what was the best compliment you received this past year? And I'm going to tell you the second best compliment that I received this past You're year. You're messing with the questions, man. <laughs> and it came from my dad. So I grew up riding horses and there was the last horse that we had. I saddled him, you know, broke him. And I was going through a real tough time actually. And this horse was an abused horse. I'll tell you just a quick story before I answer this question. I spent about seven months with this horse and he was terrified of everything. When he was castrated, they took they got him down on the ground by using pliers on his ears he was so abused and uh he would try to kick you i mean he was scared to death and took a lot of work but i would just you know lead him just walk all through the field walk through water he was scared of water he was scared of everything Mm. and seven months in i could go out into the field and call him and i remember the first day this happened and it was beautiful he ran all the way up from the bottom up the hill and came up and put his head in my chest mm. and I gave him like a big hug. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So best compliment, <clears throat> this is the second best compliment that I received this past year. And it was from my dad and my dad was telling someone else about me and horses. And he said, he was talking about how, what a challenge this horse was. And he said, no one could ride that horse like Anthony. He would get him in a gate and it was just beautiful to watch. Mm. And uh, it was just like, wow, man, it just like filled up my soul when my dad said that. So, okay, that's great. So let me just ask you a question then about that. Uh I mean, that's a lovely compliment, but what did it, in a deeper way, besides just the horse thing, what did it signify to you? Like, what was it about that compliment that was so amazingly? I think it's that, so my dad has been around every kind of farm animal you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up on a farm training horses and I mean, grew up riding a wagon, training horses, how to pull a wagon and reverse and all that kind of stuff. And I think I have a special gift with horses and uh, with animals in general, but especially horses. I think I got a little horse whisperer in me and it's like, so I feel like someone who happened to me, my father also, but someone in the know saw that, you know, he okay. saw me. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Did you have a number one compliment, or are we just going to stay with number two? No, I'm just going to keep that to myself. All right. Okay. All right. All right, so now, Ian, pull one out of the hat. All right, what do you got here? Let me see. All right, question number three. How did your self-perception change this year? Ooh. So how did the way that you have historically viewed yourself, seen yourself, how has it changed in the over the course of this year? Mm-hmm. So I actually came to an even clearer picture this morning. 
you know, mentioned to you that over the last couple of weeks, I have been going through old journals that I have kept in a little safe Mm -hmm. uh, in the garage. I have about 15 or 16 journals that go back to 1987. I was 27 years old. I think that's the earliest one I have. It's also the year I got sober. It's the year my dad Mm. died. It's the year I got married. There was a lot going on. Yeah. And it goes all the way up into the mid, I don't know, maybe 2015 or something. Yeah. And it has been a wild ride reading these journals. I mean, at one level, some of it is charming and funny. A Mm. lot of it is kind of heartbreaking. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you journal when you're not in a good space. You know Almost what I mean? Always, you're always at the journal when things are going rough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, I've got to journal again. You know, so yeah. you run to the, you know, I, I read them and I think, gosh, I must have been living a really depressed life. But then I look at the dates and it's like March 15th, <laughs> 1992. And then it's May 6th, 1992. Right. Right. And somehow, you know, I might have had a great six weeks between those two dates. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, you know, I noticed is, you know, I was a young Christian guy in ministry and mm-hmm. a budding therapist and all that stuff. And just am amazed. Oh, Anthony. Oh, what a perfectionist. Oh, oh my gosh. What a perfectionist. And just, golly, so impatient with myself and, you know, critical. And a lot of it, and I, I'm sure some people will relate to this if you think of yourself as a personal, a Christian faith. So much of it is this legalistic, I'm not praying enough, I don't read the Bible enough, mm-hmm. I don't do this, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, yeah. not enough. Oh my gosh, it's terrible to read these. Now, how does this change my self-perception in the course of this year? One of the things I realized, one theme, one of the threads that runs through all those journals is mm-hmm. just how much I longed and continue to long mm-hmm. to know and love God. Mm-hmm. And to share the mystery of who God is in, in as much as I know how to with other people that they may come into a growing awareness of their beloved as I have. And I realized in the process of that, Jeez. you know what, dude? You're not a bad guy. Mm. And it kind of shifted my self-perception. Like, man, pretty good, dude. That's been a good thing to dedicate your life to. Mm-hmm. And yet you've hung with it through some weird seasons. Mm-hmm. And much has changed. We ought to do a whole thing on how's your perception of God changed in the yeah. last 35 years. But yeah, that's a self-perception that's changed. Well, I, you know, I told you this earlier, and I just want to say one of the things I love about Scripture is we're taught that God rewards us even according to the intentions of our heart, not just what we achieve. Mm. And I've seen you you know, in some of your hardest moments, you're just someone who's always leaning in to what you just talked about. Mm. And I think we all benefit from it. I know I do in my personal relationship with you. And I believe that's a big part of what people glean from the books that you write and Mm. uh, from this podcast. So I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for that, that aspect. Thank you, brother. Really encouraging. Thank you. Yeah. What do you got? All right. Let me see here. Let me pull one out. Okay, what did you learn from your challenges and disappointments this past year? Okay, so I have been through some particularly challenging things in the past year and a half, two years, and you know, probably some of the most challenging things I've been through. And I think what I 
found out about myself and you I love this analogy that you've used or this imagery that you've used when we talk about feelings you say you know we're the mountain and feelings are the weather system be the mountain let the feelings come and go you know let the thoughts come and go and I think during this time I've just realized how grounded I've been and how deep my roots have run and I'd say by the grace of God I've been able to be like a mountain for those in my life, you know, that I love, for my children especially, and just been able to be consistent and constant and present. And, you know, you only kind of realize the depth of your roots when the tree's shaken. Mm. And I think that's one of the things I've realized and learned from the challenges this year. Nice. How about you for a, a last one? Now I'm going to do a drum roll for you here. Well... I would say this question is one that I really like. It is, what's a thinking bias you've become aware of this year? Out of all the questions, that's the one that left off the page for me. I love that question. What's a thinking bias that you've become aware of this year? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all have thinking biases, you know, ways of thinking that, and we're not even oftentimes very aware of them, you mm -hmm. know? Like, here's a very typical thinking bias, like what sixes do sometimes, which is like, things are going to go wrong. That's right. a, You know what I mean? Or things yeah. are always going to go wrong. That's right. a thinking bias. That's a thinking bias, yeah. Right. Oftentimes, thinking biases, I mean, they tend to trend negative. Right. And we don't have time to go into it. It has a little bit to do with evolutionary psychology. But, mm -hmm. you know, we our thinking biases skew negative, mm -hmm. right? So, one that I had... And it's not the first time I've thought of this, but it, I have more clarity about it, thinking bias than ever before, which is whatever you do, you can't upset people. Now, that's a thinking bias, right? Mm -hmm. So that means every time I go into situations or as I move through the world, my thinking is always sort of coming at me saying, you cannot upset people. You can't mm -hmm. anger people. You can't disappoint people. You can't inconvenience people. You can't confuse people. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, whatever you do, don't confuse, don't, I mean, don't upset the apple cart with anybody. Yeah. And you it's know, a sneaky something that you may or may not even have verbalized to yourself, but you realize you're operating out of this oh, thinking bias, right? Oh my gosh. A yeah. lot. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's just codependency from growing up in an mm -hmm. alcoholic home, mm -hmm. drug addict yeah. home. So right. it's codependent thinking, right? It's like, I, yeah. I, I, whatever you do, don't upset people. Like, don't, whatever you do, whatever right. you do. And so I'm becoming just aware of that thinking bias has been so helpful because, you know, now more and more as things come up, mm. you know, I'm, dude, it's, it's even the little things in life sometimes. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but sometimes, you know, some condiment won't come to the table. This is mm -hmm. ridiculous at a mm -hmm. restaurant. And I need ketchup. It's busy in the restaurant stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to bother the waiter because it's so busy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm paying $38 for that hamburger. I should get the ketchup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes. probably okay. And I don't need to say it in a way that's, I don't have to be unkind. I don't have to be entitled. Yeah. I mean, but it's just like, part of me is like, you know, it's that little kid thinking bias. It's like, you know, don't, you know, don't be a pain. Don't be a pest. You know, blah, blah. Yeah. maybe I should go in the kitchen and get it myself. Right. You know? <laughs> Sir, what are you doing in our kitchen? Well, I just didn't want to bug the waiter. <laughs> he seems so tired, so yeah. busy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's a thinking bias. Yeah. That is good. Well, so 
What we want to encourage you all to do is to take some time with these questions yourself and to consider and reflect mm-hmm. on 2022 so you can yeah. move into your best 2023. And I want to recap a couple of these that you said. What did you do or achieve this year that made your future self proud? What did you learn from your challenges and disappointments this past year? How did your self-perception change this year? What's a thinking bias you've become aware of this year? And what was the best compliment you received? Now, there are many more questions here, and you can get those questions and join us on the town hall if you go over to ianmorgancron.com and sign up for the Typology Institute membership. want to encourage you to do that. And I mean, in large part, one of our favorite things that we get to do is to have the town hall experience with people and do Q&A. And uh, we'd just love to have more of you be a part of that. So Mm. any parting words? This is the last podcast people are going to hear for the year, Ian. Man, this is the last podcast. Good night. Goodbye, 2022. And hello, 2023. And to all my friends out there, may you have love. May you have joy. May you have peace. May you have healing. May you have rest. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.